On this week's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Gary Wills, an award-winning community and recruitment leader. Gary is the owner of Talent Today, which fast-tracks the recruitment process via video interviewing. Gary is also the founder of Furlearn, which dedicates itself to empowering and inspiring furloughed and unemployed talent. Right, let's get into it. Gary, great to have you on the show, mate. This is a bit impromptu. We only spoke uh, a few days ago, just with the stuff you did with uh, Neil's um, 24-hour live thing, which I found very impressive. I've always watched you from afar on LinkedIn and seen some of the stuff you're doing, but I just wanted to get to know you a bit more and find a bit more about what you're doing now and also go back to some of the stuff, perhaps uh, in your childhood, your whole life journey, really. But before we wow. do... Yeah, yeah, he's going far back. <laughs> well, you know, well, you're about the same age as me, I think. Um, yeah. But, but before we do that, do you want to introduce yourself and a little bit more about what you actually do right now? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So my name is yeah, yeah, Gary Wills. I've worked in the recruitment space for like 20 years, uh, effectively. Um, been an IT recruiter for my sins for that long. And really enjoyed the, the journey. I love the recruitment sector. Um, in April of last year, I actually found myself furloughed. Um, so I decided at that point that I was going to do something positive with my time out. Uh, so I set up a, a non-for-profit called uh, Furlearn to support, motivate and inspire the job searcher. Um, we've gone on to host, I think it's 37 events since. Um, anything from Polar Explorers talking about self-isolation because we're all struggling at home right. to uh, sleep gurus uh, because we're struggling to sleep to growth mindset experts to mental well-being specialists. Basically, anything and everything you can think to try and improve your well-being we've we've kind of captured um and it's been very really successful from a, a sort of vision that we had early on this time last year myself and jay johansson who's the the co-founder with me we've now got 17 volunteers that all give their time up for free um and we've gone on to partner with google digital garage we've um won two awards at the learning and performance institute where we were up against lloyd's bank astrazeneca and fujitsu and you know a a little idea has just gone so far and um yeah we've now we've now helping over two and a half thousand people which is you know um which i'm I'm just delighted with to be perfectly honest wow that's some introduction congratulations i mean thank you very much for that as well i mean this is called the purpose-led leadership podcast and as you may have seen on linkedin i'm I'm very purpose-led orientated and i think uh leadership um Successful leadership is about having having that purpose. I mean, this feels very purpose-led. Before we go back to the dark ages of kind of your childhood, um, talk to me about that transition because that's, that's that's quite a meteoric rise. It's 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 you know all the volunteer stuff. You know, you've given a lot of lot away for free. It's quite servant-led. But was there anything that kind of um, made that transition for you? And what what changed? Because obviously you were doing something different before then. What what what's what, what was the catalyst? Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a catalyst to be fair. So back in um, in February March, I was actually signed off work with my first ever bout of um, mental health problems. So um, never experienced it before. But I think it happens to nearly all of us, to be fair, at some stage in our life where everything just becomes too much. You you know you have bereavements in the family, uh, work pressures, just just everything just gets too much and it just overflows. And at some point, you just literally have to go right time out take the time out um, to look after yourself, care for yourself, love yourself again. Because, you know, it, it was a bit of a period where, you know, I started questioning who I was, you know, what was I, what was I, what was I even, you know, doing? What was, what, what did I really want to do? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really proud to say that, you know, after, 
you know, 12 months and mental health doesn't go away. You know, I'm still on medication now, you know, but slowly but surely, you know, feeling better by the day. And I'm back in the recruitment world now, actually with talent today by um, trying to fast track the recruitment process. So I've kind of gone full cycle, you know, from furlough, shall we say. Uh, so from mental health issues to furlough, yeah. to creating something and creating something else to actually start making some money. You know, it's, it's refreshing to speaking to someone like yourself. I mean, it, it took me 42 years, but, you know, it was only a couple of 44 now. It was only a couple of years ago where I started to really be open about my own mental health, some of my suicide attempts. I really are kind of like, from being quite a ruthless, commercial-nosed CEO who didn't really say boot to a goose other than, you know, wanting the next watch house car holiday to then becoming this kind of quite, you know, uh, real raw person. It really transformed my life. Um, I mean, I didn't ask you to admit that, that you was on medication and mental health. But again, uh, have you always been this open? Or, you know, what, what, what's, what's your modus operandi for being that way? I've, I've always um, wore a heart on my sleeve. You know, I'll, I'll say to people, you know, they, get, they kind of guess how I feel. Yeah. But I've never, expl- you know, it took me up until November of last year to actually talk about, the mental health element as to why I set up Furlearn. You know, there were certain people within the group that knew about it. You know, I was open with them, but I actually started talking about it from November because I just thought I need to get it off my chest. If I'm feeling like this, then there's going to be loads of others. And, you know, I wanted to make it clear that that was one of the drivers to actually set this initiative up is to try and safeguard the job searcher, you know. And But I had, I knew I had sort of tools and skills that could could help people being a recruiter, you know, almost like a bit of a, yeah. an insider, if you know what I mean. But I can give them sort of hacks that, um, you know, back in April, May, June, July last year, there was only a few of us doing it. You mm-hmm. know, now there's everybody's giving, which is great. Everyone's giving hacks, but it was like your Andrew McCaskills, your Amelia's. Yeah. And there was, you know, there's a few others, including myself, that were pushing out as much useful content as possible. Yeah. But on the flip side, we were obviously also weekly hosting these events as well. Um, and the more I, I, I did this, the better it made me feel, you know, which when my furlough got recalled in, in August, I just decided then I, I started to get the confidence back and I started to think, actually, maybe I want to try and do recruitment a different way. Maybe I want to try and create furlough and into something in the future. And this is, you know, it's like one of them things where everything happens for a reason. You hit a bit of a crossroads and you go, yeah. hey, you're right, it's now or never. You know, chips are down. We're in the middle of a pandemic and, yeah, time to dip into the savings now because the furlough, as much as it was, um, you know, a difficult experience, you know, you, you lose that, la- that sense of purpose and that's what furlough gave me. But there's so many people, 7.2 million people, that yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, and the majority of them, they'll all say the same. You lose that sense of that sense of purpose, that, yeah. that drive, that, that get go to, to work. Um, so, yeah, but it was also a financial safety net. Mm. You know, it's like the posh doll, effectively, the, the furlough. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, and in some ways, it's, I know it sounds mad, but I felt a little bit guilty at times taking the money because it's a, it's a good amount of money. And also I felt guilty that I'm doing all these sessions for furloughed and job searchers and the job searchers getting nothing. You know, there, there was no money becoming available for them. There was no real support available for the job searcher. So I, I see it as a bit of a privilege that I was in that situation. And, it, yeah. you know, 
I'm I'm pleased now that I was furloughed. It's given me this 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 opportunity to 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 reinvent myself effectively. What I love about your approach is that you're helping to demystify uh, and destigmatize the whole mental health thing, because what's very clear to me is you're 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 using the mental health that you have to benefit yourself and others. So actually, not in a contrived way, but in a way that actually, look, guys, this is me. This is what I am. And it's what that's enabled is, is that trust and that, that ability to, to scale a business because people, people want to work with you. Would you say that's fair? Um, well, I've, you know, since I've, I've launched I've, um, Talent Today, I've, I've made it clear, I, I, you know, I could very easily go and approach everybody from Furlan, but that's not my approach. If people would like to work with me, please, you know, I'd love to, you know, I've set up and, but it's all been organically. It's just, you know, what, what I've won so far and it's going really well so far is, has just been through word of mouth and parts from Furland have come to me, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. But, and I think you just need to, you know, sometimes when you, when you set something up, you just need to go on a bit of a journey and not try and chase and put yourself under pressure. You know, this morning, <laughs> you know, it's Tuesday, I, I, normally you'd be sort of around the board table sort of explaining what business you've got going on for the week not a high pressure or anything like that yeah but instead today i was you know having a uh, a cappuccino at like 10 a.m and thinking right okay time to crack on need to start doing some business now what shall i do and it's a com- i work now in a completely different way to what i used to you know and it is very purpose-led and it is almost I've got this one hand on Furlearn, which is to help the job search, searcher. And then I've got this, this one hand on talent today, which is how can I improve the recruitment process? Yeah. You've mentioned the word purpose at least three times, which is fantastic. But how important do you think is having a purpose over anything else, would you say? It's, it's everything. It's absolutely everything. You know, um, you know, if you can get people to, you know, if we use Furlearn for an example, when we set this up and we had this vision and we, you know, we, we shared this vision, this, this, this purpose, why we were creating it. Mm. Um, everybody that was involved in that conversation, I, I can remember coming away from the video call and I thought, uh, have they bought into it? Do they believe it? And they did, you know, and they really understood that purpose was to help the job searcher and the power of that, when you believe in something, you know, you can really make a change, you know, and the change that we saw, which was the biggest thing for me, the awards are amazing. That's absolutely great. Love it. You know, would never turn, you know, never turn that down. You know, win the prestigious Learning Performance Institute, but seeing the mental well-being go from a form score of 5.5 to 7.7. 7, mm-hmm. now, now that turns me on, you know, yeah. that, that, that is like you, you've, you've really improved people's mental well-being from creating this community. That's the bit that, you know, really makes me tick. Amazing. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question now. I hope, hope you're comfortable with answering it. You mentioned your medication. Can, can, can you tell us what, what that's for and how long you feel yeah. you've had kind of your mental health challenges as well? Yeah, I'm on citrilopan. Um, So when I was diagnosed with depression back in uh, March of last year, mm-hmm. um, and I was out for four weeks, um, I was on probably, I think it was 20 or 30 milligram dose. Um, I'm now on 10. Um, so it's only mild. Um, I tried to come off it in December um, and I actually put a post out about it. It was one of them things where I was kind of telling people, you know, um, yeah. but I wasn't ready, you know, let's be honest. It, it just, it just wasn't right timing. And, and, and the reason why I, I, I have to take them is to try and alleviate them um, 
anxiety feeling sometimes when you know you I, I am quite an anxious person an overthinker it just kind of takes the the edge off it where I can actually just mm. relax a little bit more so yes. I hope I'm not on them forever no. but um but I'm quite open about it now actually that they they do help me you know they they yeah. actively they do really do help me I'm really inspired by that I mean firstly to to to, to acknowledge that you need some form of support and it, it for me it's, it doesn't matter whether it's counseling or or yeah medication or whatever it might be everyone's different i mean I, I've, I've had mental health challenges i still have um i don't really get on with medication i get on with, with therapy and other stuff and it, i think it's it's different strokes for different folks but the most important thing is to, is to is to accept and have that accountability that it's actually okay not to be okay and um you know face face it i think um what do you yeah think? That that, that, that that you know when um, I can remember having the tablets in my hand back in March and you know I, had, I was in a real quandary actually so this this might sound a little bit bizarre because I, I was I was signed off I was signed off work and I was the best man of um, a, a stag do actually and for, for four for four days I couldn't get out of bed you know right. I was just really couldn't get out of bed and on the on the Friday I'm supposed to be flying out to Krakow to be yeah. the best man for my, for my mate and I've got these tablets and you know I'm supposed to be taking them but I haven't had the balls yet to take them and I spoke to my wife and I was like I'm, I'm signed off work with depression you know what do I do you know I'm supposed to be the best man but if I go on this stag do you know is it going to look bad in what and I was thinking mm. it's not you know you've not broken your leg you know you've not you know this is this is an illness in your head you need to be around supportive people yeah. So I ended up, I ended up like literally, I told my friends on the Thursday night I wasn't going. And then on the Friday, the Friday morning, I just thought, Toddy, I've got, I've got to go. And it's, that was one of the best things for me was actually going, taking it, steady, taking it very steady for a stag do, should we say, but talking, <laughs> but, but, but just telling my mates, you know, yeah. what, what, what's, what is going on in my life. And, you know, it was, yeah. quite, it was quite dark at the beginning, you know, just telling them, you know, I'm just not, I'm a bit fragile at the minute, guys. I'm not feeling it. And I was talking about what my wife had, had these ideas to create the, the, the garage into a gym. And by the end of it, they were like, right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to paint this wall. You're going to put the rubber flooring down. You're going to get this treadmill. And I had this kind of plan in my head and literally came back. And that's exactly what I did. You yeah. know, and um, one of my good friends actually, uh, and, and, and I stopped feeling guilty for, for going because it is one of them things where, you know, just sitting in a room depressed, not having anyone around you, you know, I'd much prefer to be, you know, be around friends that yes. can look after you. Um, so, yeah, um, after recovering, you know, when I, came, when, when, I, when I came back from there and slowly but surely got back onto the treadmill, um, mm-hmm. I set up a little challenge. So my, my friend uh, Kev from Mercury XRM, he... Um, he sent me a challenge to run every day for 30 minutes. And then that kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger and ended up running from Nightingale, London to Nightingale, Birmingham um, and raised a bit of money for the NHS because my cousin's husband was actually in hospital with, with COVID for, he was on life support. So it was all just, everything was just happening at the same time. And it was like, now there's a purpose for that. I'm doing this to raise money for Reg. Yes. And it just kind of just all and then on the final day of the of the treadmill challenge, I was actually my, my phone rang and it was my manager and I thought I'm going to get recalled from my furlough um, because they can see I'm in good shape, they can see I'm in a good place, 
Um, but unfortunately, it was the opposite. It was, we're going to extend your furlough further. And yeah. Now I look back, it's just a business decision. You know, mm. just business. 7.2 million people out there furloughed. Yes. But I, but I then thought, I've got to do something positive again. Otherwise, I, I could very easily slip back to where I was in February, March. I think that's right. I think why I picked up the other start of that little uh, chat we've just had was that it's actually okay to open up. And what I found is that the more times I did that, I was surprised around, you know, particularly with my male friends. With female, my female friends were very supportive, but my male friends, I was more surprised about that they were, it's okay, mate. I feel like that as well. And the, the, amount of, the amount of people that feel the same as, you know, that anxious feeling. And I think that, um, yeah. I think what, what hopefully some of the audience can get from this is that, you know, if you are feeling that way, just say so. You know, there's, there's, there yeah. should, you know, real friends will support you, basically. And look at that, what that's led to. It's led to you being a very successful businessman and probably achieving more abundance in your life than you would have had if you just, if you didn't. Well, yeah, it's, it's certainly... It's just changed everything, to be fair. Not the stag do, not that. <laughs> the, the stag, but no, it's just open out and actually being, you know, just talking, you know, yeah. and actually hearing from some of my friends actually being honest and saying, do you know what? I didn't, I've never told you before, but I've been through this and maybe this, this would help you. And, mm. you know, talking to people and having the counselling, taking the medication. So when I came back, it was like <laughs> this scary feeling of, oh God, I've got to put this tablet in my mouth. What's it going to do yeah. to me? And I've got... And for a week, I was paranoid about it. You know, I was really paranoid about what could the side effects be when you read the long list. And I just thought, well, I've got to take the doctor's judgment on this. I've got to go yeah. with it, you know. And straight away, the anxiety levels, the pressure, the everything that I was feeling just kind of disappeared within a couple of weeks. Fair play to you. You mentioned that being a dark, dark moment. Was that your darkest moment? If not, what has been? And um, what, uh, you know, what advice would you give anyone going going through that apart from obviously we've talked about opening I, I'd, I'd say the the bit where you at the doctor's crying in front of the male doctor, that's probably the lowest it got. You know, right. okay. that, that, that kind of sucked. Um, but if I look back, actually, the unhappiness was there for a period. So now identifying and seeing the signs of it, I should yeah. have done something maybe a little bit sooner um or a lot sooner maybe for quite a period of time you know I was I've always been busy I've always been active but I was I was doing so much you know I'm, I'm always got a lot of plates spinning but mm. I was just I was just burning out you know on top of everything I was going through yeah so um the, the key the key bit for me mate is just 100% you know you just got to acknowledge and accept have the acceptance that there's a problem and once you accept there's a problem yeah. then you can do something about it because often what you, what people think the problem is isn't the problem. Like they'll try and solve the immediate why you're down now, but not, more often than not, it's root causes. It can go back to childhood. It can go back to you know years before. I mean, can you can you recall any kind of episode in your life where, as a child or or, or, or around that time or you know years ago, where you felt a bit different or inferior? For me, I've, I've kind of really done some soul searching. I've probably had mental health challenges from a very young age I just either, <laughs> co- either covered it up or, yeah. or wasn't wasn't aware of it what, what about well, yourself you, you, now you, I've never really considered it like that but I've always had to work double hard than anybody else because I'm dyslexic so right. it's it's always been when when I look at it like that I've always had to work it's extremely difficult and I was always in like the bottom set pretty much because I was I mean, learning um, 
issues. Mm. Um, so I had to work extremely hard to just, you know, keep it the same sort of level or just mm-hmm. below. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was difficult. Um, but then losing your hair at 22, that was that. <laughs> well, I shouldn't that, ask. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, it's all right, mate. You got a lovely barnet, by the oh, way. Oh, mate, it's, 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 it's going slowly. There we go. No, it's not. I'd, I'd, what I'd do, to, I'd pay for that. <laughs> I'd, uh, um, I'll keep grades as well. Anyway, anyway, carry on. Uh, it's all right, mate. It's, it's, it's very Jack Grealish like. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you know, I think that part of my life actually for about two years of, you know, ex- going through losing your hair quite young um, mm-hmm. put a lot of pressure on me, you know, having the banter from the lads all the time. And I used to take yeah. any comment personally, um, really. Um. It, it's just hair, you know, but at the mm. time it, it meant the world to you being a young man, losing your hair. Um, and, you know, just, I can, I can always remember I was out in a nightclub and I thought tonight, I'm just going to ask a load of girls whether they think I should keep it or shave it. <laughs> and and uh, some of the girls were quite nice and they went, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I quite like you. You should, you should keep it. And then this went to this one girl, she went, you've got to shave it. It looks horrendous. <laughs> And I was just like broken. No. Like, the night was just ruined. She was just brutal. She goes, it just looks horrendous. Get rid of it. Yeah. And um, the next morning I just shaved it off and literally the relief again. Right. When you've, accept- when you've accepted that you're leaving yeah. something that you're not happy with. Mm. Overnight, bang, it was like never See, that's, that's, that's I find that fascinating, particularly, on, you know, I'm sure it happens with, with females, but men is, is that, that man up, that banter thing. If, if you... You know, if you fall out with your girlfriend or something happens, men just historically kind of take the piss out of it or banter it. And I think that's all well and good. And sometimes it's a good coping mechanism. But sometimes, male or females, we want we actually we want to cuddle, but we want to like uh, someone to sort of empathise with us rather than rather than the banter. But that's one point I like your, your feedback on. But also that whole acceptance piece. I, th- I think if I if I lost my hair when I lose my hair, I'd I'd really bloody struggle with that. So I, th- I think it. I think. It says a lot about someone when they can not the hair's just one example, isn't it? But not worrying about what other people think and just being the real you. So two points there around kind of the difference between main and little. Of, yeah, dealing with dealing with emotions and also just accepting yourself there. What, what do you think? Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm on a call, mate. Wait, can you wrestle? <laughs> yeah, hello, we'll mate. Wrestle in a minute, buddy. How are you doing? Say hello. Hello. Hello, buddy. Oh, no, no, not that. Yes. No, no, no. I'm not cool now, mate. Yes. On. Thanks, mate. Right, I'll see you in a minute, kids. I'll get that one. Awesome. Just come That's back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just got beaten up by my son. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, I think that's when, when I look back. Actually, you've just probably triggered something there for me because, again, it's the acceptance. Acceptance that you know something wasn't quite right in my life at the time, and you've got to do something about it. You know, and that was get the clippers out and shave, mm. shave it off, and best decision ever. Hey, suits you, mate. Even though you? I am, te- even though one day I am tempted just to like turn up with like <laughs> I just had this 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 whole new sort yeah. of barnet grown, but yeah, probably not. So just before we wrap up, mate. So what what, what were you doing before Furlearn as well, and what are your general plans, and you know, what's your vision for it as well, and, and what you're doing with talent there as well. Yeah, so um, I've been a recruiter for twenty years. Ten years, I was at a, I was at an amazing company um, for ten years doing IT recruitment, mm. um, focusing in. Part of it was in like project delivery. Then I tried to break into the fintech space, which was a challenge. Working from Coventry, 
um, living in Coventry, trying to commute down to London all the time. Yeah. So that you know that that I think that was kind of a bit of a play as to underestimating trying to develop something from when, when you're not really in the the middle of it. That was that was tough tough learning curve. Yeah. Sure. Um, but but now um, my vision for uh, Furlearn uh, is to is to get it a social enterprise is to hopefully get some funding for it so we can help even more people going through not just the job search but also the mental health element that i think we're going to see off the aftermath of this of this yeah. pandemic yeah um and maybe you'll see a i don't know maybe we'll, we'll see whether we can try and create some a furlough for the for, for the corporates as well mm. um which would be quite interesting um and talent today, I just want to make it one of the best processes out there that can fast track the recruitment process um, for project managers, you know, the project delivery world, basically. I want to, yeah, disrupt it as much as I possibly can to make it the best process going. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. Well, um, just before we do wrap up, in, to close, again, um, the theme that I picked up in, in, in this podcast it is purpose. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I got you on. What advice would you give or what tips around, because it, it's not an overused word, but it's a very popular word at the moment. And I think, I think people get misconceptions of what purpose is. I mean, how would you define it? And what tips would you have around kind of following your purpose? What I mean by that is I think my purpose has evolved and changed and will continue uh, to do. But I think it's, for me, it's about, for me personally, it's about um, what makes me personally happy. Um, what yep. about yourself? What about yourself? Yeah, my, my my purpose used to be when it used to be quite basic. To be fair, it used to be about hitting the target. <laughs> when yeah. I look at it now, it's just that's just monetary. Now it's like, okay, how can I how can I create something which is actually going to have an impact on other people? Mm-hmm. Um, so hence the furlough element, um, and hence what I want to try and create talent today into. You know, how can we actually improve the recruitment process? So part of my, my purpose is to make the recruitment process be seen as a professional service. Almost like when, you, you know, in the States, like uh, over here, we've got our financial services as a professional service. Yes. That's why I want to try and I'd love to be a part of that where we start seeing the recruitment sector shaped into something which actually you've got to be regulated. You've got to be mm. um You've got to have the rubber stamp to say that you're approved. Yes. You know, um, like I'd love to be a part of that journey where you can actually see. So that's kind of where I'd love to see my purpose to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, within Talent Today, I'd love for it to, you know, placements that we make, for it to contribute to start paying for part of furlough and part of other charities and start giving back as well. So you're hiring and then you're helping again. Yes. So it's it's not, again, it's purpose. It's not all about just, the money coming in there's, there's just so much more more to life yeah what i'm picking up there is that the purpose is isn't isn't um isn't just for yourself it's it, it is for yourself but it, it's also to serve other people make, make an impact have a legacy I'm, I'm picking up there i think that's probably the word yeah you know i've been in it 20 years and i expect i'll probably be in this game in another 20 years <laughs> you know um, it's hard to get out of recruitment um but yeah. if i can kind of create a ecosystem almost which is a slightly different recruitment business with mm. a social enterprise and maybe with an element to help the corporates as well with supporting their staff. That, that, that really is something that I'd love to sort of kick on and, and push on for uh, years to come. 
Fantastic. Well, Gary, I, I asked you to come on this podcast two minutes before you came on this podcast. So thank you very much for that. I think it works out very well. Um, where can anyone get you apart from the obvious? I know you're on LinkedIn, but uh, how can we how can we get hold of you? Yeah, we're LinkedIn, uh, Gary Wills, but you can also, if you go on talenttoday.co.uk or if you need some advice, support, you can go on furlearn.com. There's loads of videos on there and there's a support group as well. And we also have a support bubble, WhatsApp bubble as well. So if you want to, if you're feeling lonely, low or anything like that, and you need somebody to support you, we've got six mental health first aiders, including myself, that can all, you know, be available to uh, have a chat with you. Fantastic. Gary, absolutely brilliant. As expected, delighted to have you on board and uh, looking forward to hopefully do some collaboration with you in the future. Definitely. All right. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Gary. Purpose-led leadership podcast is sponsored by Bincherry. Bincherry are all-in-one CRM and ATS platform, purpose-built for recruitment and staffing agencies. I chose to partner with Bincherry because honestly, I'm a customer. They keep me competitive, plug into my calendar and email, and make the whole admin part of my job as a recruiter a hell of a lot easier. The Purpose-led leadership podcast listeners get 25% off Bincherry's onboarding. So if you're looking for a recruitment CRM to accelerate your growth, check them out at bincherry.io forward slash Chris O'Connell. Thank you.